that can mean only one thing. It's time for Rick's Tech Talk, calling in from Needham, Massachusetts, Cousin Rick. Good morning, Cousin Rick. How are you? Good morning, RT. I'm <laughs> fine. I got an extra hour sleep. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, <laughs> good night. Seems we're on an hour, an hour later. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll we'll just carry on from where we are. And do you have a right of the week for us? Oh yes. Okay. We, yeah. It, this is a ride ride of the week. The 2021 Infinity Q50. It's a midsize sedan, and it's a tiger of the road. It's the Red Sport 400 all-wheel drive version. Now, Red Sport is the model. It's it, the the car itself is in a slate gray, which seems to be a popular color lately. And uh, yeah, this is a performance sedan, and it's there to challenge the BMW 3 Series and uh, you know, cars of that ilk. Okay, because. This comes with a 400-horsepower, 3-liter V6 twin-turbo engine, and it puts out 350 foot-pounds of torque, and it's hooked up to a 7-speed automatic transmission, and you get uh, paddle shifters on the steering wheel, and it's got really sharp-looking sport brakes with red-painted calipers on it. So it's, it's, it's really a performance car. But it has a lot of uh, luxury items, as we say. The, uh, uh, for instance, it has a Bose 16-speaker premium audio system, which, like the Infiniti QX50 we had a couple weeks ago, has a CD player. So for, for us old guys with all those CDs, you don't have to download them. You can just bring them in the car. And uh, the car itself, it, it sounds like a muscle car. You get in, and this thing, you get that throbbing sound out of the twin exhaust. Hmm. Now, on the highway, after a while, maybe uh, you don't really want that sound. <laughs> but, uh, you know, people will hear you coming and know, that, know where you've been. <laughs> okay? And uh, let's see, the fuel economy ratings from EPA... 19 miles per gallon city, 26 highway for a 22 combined uh, miles per gallon. And it uses premium gas. And uh, checking the mileage, I got just about the 26 miles per gallon highway mileage because we were mostly driving on the highway. And uh, let's see, what else do we have here? The, The handling on the back roads back there in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York was fun to drive, going back and forth and getting that uh, tight handling and so on. Although it did seem to be a little uh, sensitive. We had uh, a lot of wind up there and uh, going up and down uh, back and forth to New York. And so it, was a little, it seemed a little sensitive in the wind and uh, with the crosswind. Hmm. And also the one other uh, thing that uh, kind of a, it didn't really annoy me, but the shift lever on the console is uh, usually they're fairly low and they're kind of like a stub. This thing's kind of high. So if you're trying to get some of the buttons on the center console, you have to kind of move around that. 
but uh, that's a minor point. The uh, manufacturer's suggested retail base price is 57750 but with the options on the version we drove and the about a thousand bucks destination charge, the total ticket came out to be about sixty two thousand. And so that's this week's ride of the week. The Q fifty Red Sport. All right. All right. Right. Plus, oh also you could you can switch the modes to uh, Sport mode, and they have Sport mode plus if you want to drive on a track where they uh, disable some of the traction control features so you can really bank this thing around. But then you can put it into eco mode and uh, get fairly uh, good mileage considering the big engine, which is what I got. Hmm. All right. So uh, anything else automotive today? Anything else automotive? Yes. Let me look at my list. Oh, Ford has just announced a new version of the Mustang Mach-E, their uh, all-electric, battery-electric crossover vehicle that uh, we had a few weeks ago, and they've come up with a performance version, the Mach-E GT and the Mach-E GT performance version which is the official name, and this, uh, it's all electric, and it has about 480 peak horsepower in the electric motors. The, uh, the standard version of the Mach-E, depending on which version you get, you can get anywhere from 266 to 346 horsepower in the electric motor. And so... Uh, this one has, uh, they, they tout the time to 60 miles an hour, 3.8 seconds, 3.8 seconds in the GT version and 3.5 seconds in the GT performance version. But they both have a uh, 480 peak horsepower motor, but the performance version is tweaked to give you a little more torque. And the range on each one of these is... Uh, 250 miles for the GT and the 235 miles for the GT performance version. What uh, what struck me is they have uh, like a performance car, just like the the Infinity that was the ride of the week. They have uh, big brakes with red calipers. Now, I think this is a concession to the performance image because in an electric car you can have regenerative braking, so you really don't need big mechanical brakes if you need mechanical brakes at all. And uh, so they put those on there to give you that sporty look. Right. That, it looks yeah. cool, I know. <laughs> right, yeah. The basic uh, Mach-E starts at around uh, just under 43,000 and goes to 47, but these versions are uh, a little more pumped up in performance and price. It's about... Just below sixty thousand for the GT and sixty four nine hundred for the GT performance version. So if you want a a Mustang, a Mach E, and a performance GT, you can spring for these. All right, some uh, pretty exciting vehicles in uh, the electric vehicle uh, industry. There, great. 
okay. Um, do you have a Musk minute for us, Brain James? Oh, we've got a Musk half hour if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might have to cut it down. Yeah. A bit. Well, well, basically, uh, to start off with the low-key stuff, we're still waiting for Starship number 15 to fly, which might occur tomorrow. And then over the weekend, the uh, SpaceX Falcon 9 launched another Dragon capsule with four astronauts to the International Space Station. And so the uh, the previous crew will be coming down uh, sometime this week in the in the other Dragon capsule that's at the station. But in the big news that uh, last week we talked about SpaceX getting the sole contract from NASA for the human landing system to take American astronauts to the moon in, uh, oh, maybe the next few years. I won't put a date on it. They're talking 2024, but that seems kind of optimistic. But NASA only picked one contractor rather than their original intention of two, and the other contractor, Steve Bezos, Blue Origin, which teamed with Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, and Draper Labs here in Massachusetts, has filed a protest with NASA. And uh, so they, their contention is that their advantages were downplayed in the decision, and the Starship, SpaceX Starship deficiency were also downplayed, that uh, they're claiming they have uh, maybe a better guidance system and technology like that, whereas Starship needs several refuelings in order to get to the moon with a crew and uh, get back up off the surface. So they're contesting that award. Yeah, the uh, they filed a 55-page uh, protest, and the support uh, system, the, uh, well, what NASA calls the service selection statement, was only 24 pages, so the pro the protest is more than the original decision. And NASA also said that the first human landing system would be would not have a crew. It would be a robotic landing on the moon to try out the Starship system. So it sounds like NASA is uh, not backing off, but a little more cautious with what they're going to do with landing American astronauts on the moon. And the NASA administrator, the, the nominated NASA administrator from the Biden administration, Bill Nelson, who was formerly a senator from Florida and also has flown on the space shuttle, he, uh, in his confirmation hearings, he was saying that he thought competition is the way to go. So maybe NASA will change their decision and try to scrounge up some more money to pick another contractor for the human landing system. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll and, see how that shakes out. Yeah. And finally, finally, uh -huh. a Chinese space company has revealed a moon landing system, or rather a suborbital rocket system, similar to the concept of SpaceX's Starship, with a, a big booster and a rocket on top, a two-stage that would go from point-to-point -point on Earth, suborbital flights, just like Starship has proposed. And uh, they said they're first going to do this with un 
on no passenger, unmanned cargo flights, and then maybe have passengers by around 2045. So there's uh, Starship and SpaceX news, both good and bad, all over the place. Yeah, a lot happening there, you know, so uh, pretty exciting stuff. Okay, uh, what else do you have for us today? Well, we all know about what's going on on Mars. I have to mention that. Our little friend, uh, Ingenuity. (laughs) Ingenuity has been uh, three flights I know of by now, and uh, it's been flying higher and further, and it's taken some pictures of... uh, the area there, which I think they're calling the uh, Wright Brothers Base. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Right. Like Tranquility Base <laughs> over 50 years ago. Yeah. yeah the like Eagle it. has landed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And um, anything else? Okay. Back to Earth. Okay. A company called Carbon Robotics has... Uh, announced their autonomous weeding system for uh, agriculture. And this uses, it's a not a small, it's a fairly large four-wheel robot. It weighs, oh, about 9,000 pounds. And it uh, uses vision system technology and lasers to travel fields and zap weeds with lasers. It can it can cover fifteen to twenty acres a day, and it has uh, it can recognize the weeds and zap them with eight hundred and fifty watt lasers. And this way, you don't have to use pesticides. And it uh, improves uh, the company says improves crop yield and is uh, not harmful to the environment. Hmm. That's a very interesting concept. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, for for well, large-scale uh, industrial <laughs> agriculture. Right. There have been other robot weed systems before, but this is, I think, the latest one. Other, other ones have used electric discharges and, uh, you know, to zap them, to zap the weeds. I don't know how precise that could be. And then there's there were also low-temperature lasers to say, boil boil the weeds, and others used, uh, say, some material that you could actually shoot at the weeds to shred them up. So this is the latest in weeding technology. Right. I, I don't think I could afford one for my backyard, though, in the, in the near yeah, future. Your backyard's probably not big enough. <laughs> yeah, probably can't even fit it. <laughs> but, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see how that develops, because that, that could be quite a breakthrough there, like you said, in terms of, uh, you know, organic uh, agriculture that's, uh, you know, not using chemicals. Right. So Organic's the way to go. Yeah. Okay, uh, anything else today? Well, finally, finally, Okay. From uh, South Korea, the Gwangju Institute of Science and Technology has come up with a way to recharge implants without having to do surgery to change batteries. If you, if uh, with some medical implants, after a while you have to change the battery. And what they've done is, uh, you ever notice how if you take a flashlight and put it over your hand, you can see through your hand 
in a way the hand is kind of translucent mm-hmm. around the edges. Yeah, nice and pink. Right. Well, what they're using is LED light that would use the translucence of the of the skin, say over uh, an implant in the person's chest, to activate a cell in the implant to recharge it. And, uh, and this way you wouldn't have to do any kind of invasive or fairly non-invasive surgery to change a battery. Hmm. And so that, that's under development. There have, there have been previous systems using induction uh, charging, using uh, electromagnetic induction charging to come up with a concept like that. But this is the latest using light technology. All right. So is that a wrap for today? That's a wrap for today. Better late than never. <laughs> but we right. do have to mention. Yes. We do have to mention, you know, we were late today. But if any of the listeners miss a show, they can always go to rpmnewsweekly.com, where the crew there is uh, putting up Rick's Tech Talk as a podcast. All right. So if you, if you want to listen, you can go listen to your favorite Rick's Tech Talk. All right. That sounds good to me. You know, uh, so uh, maybe I'll listen next week and see what happened this week. <laughs> <laughs> Better yet, <laughs> set your alarm to get into the studio. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's also a thought. Right. Right. Okay. Well, glad we could get together. Yep. Glad we could get together. Okay, so that was Cousin Rick calling in from Needham, Massachusetts with Rick's Tech Talk.